Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's episode, we're going to tackle three superb questions. One regarding S-Corps and solo 401ks, another on IRA LLCs, picking the right state, where should you establish your LLC for your IRA real estate investment. And then thirdly, talking about 60-day rollover rules and if you screw up, how can you fix it? So really fun episode for you today. I think you guys are going to really, really enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get started. First question is from Jeremiah G. of Knoxville, Tennessee. Jeremiah wants to know, I have an S-Corp that had a loss in 2022, but I took a W-2. Can I still make contributions to my plan? The answer is yeah, everything is keyed off the W-2. So even if your S-Corp lost a billion dollars, right? There are businesses that have thousands of employees that lose money, but they still are able to pay all their employees. So in the case of your S-Corp, so long as you got a W-2, even if your company lost money, you still can make contributions. Now the employee deferral for 2022, just 20,500 or 27,000 if you are over 50, that should have been done by 1231. Okay, so hopefully you did it. The profit sharing, that 25% of your W-2, so if you made 100K, you can do 25% of your W-2 or 25K, that could be done until your return is filed plus extension. So the S-Corp return was due March 15, 23 for the 22 taxable year, and that extension up to September 15th. So you still have time if you are, um, so long as you haven't filed the final return by March 15th, you're on extension, you can still make that 25% of your W-2 contribution for the 22 taxable year in 23. So thank you for that very, very, very apropos question, Jeremiah. Second question is from Jenny R, excuse me, of Fort Collins, Colorado. Jenny wants to know, I want to set up an IRLC to buy real estate in Colorado. Should I set up the LLC in Colorado or another state such as Wyoming? So another really, really superb question. Um, I've talked about this many, many, many times in various podcasts, videos, video, and blogs, and there's no right answer, okay? So the rules are essentially this. Most states will deem you to be engaged in a business in that state if you own real estate. So technically, if you own real estate in Colorado, you should register an LLC to do business in Colorado because technically by owning real estate in the state, you are you have nexus and you are technically operating in that state. Now, if you don't, what happens? Well, technically, if God forbid something happens, you may not be able to avail yourself of limited liability protection. That may not be available if you have not properly registered in that state. Secondly, some states at closing you know, will hold back money um, and force you to register anyways because they will feel that your LLCs not valid because it's not registered to do business in that state. I've seen that happen many, many, many times over the last you know, 14 years in this industry. So just be cautious. Talking about a small amount of money, right? Most states it's under 100, 200 bucks a year. Not a huge burden. I think Colorado is like 20, 30 bucks. Like it's really nothing. So 
you could form an LLC in Wyoming or Delaware. Some people like that there's more privacy, anonymity, uh, more LLC rounded um, rules, harder to charge and get access to that LLC asset for based off charging orders. So that's an, a, a way you can go about doing this is form the LLC in another state like Wyoming or Delaware, and then file that LLC to the business in the state of Colorado where you will own that real estate. That is probably the textbook way of doing this. So, or you can just, just form the LLC straight away in Colorado without going the route of another state like Delaware or Wyoming. It's your call. Again, there's no right or wrong. If money's no option, then you know maybe you just go with Delaware or Wyoming first, but um, it's not a necessity. You can just form the LLC in Colorado and you know, buy the real estate and gain limited liability protection and uh, you know be protected. The only thing is there will be um, public record in terms of uh, the registered agent, the LLC, and, and potentially who the manager is. Most states will not ask you to disclose the members, right? why members change, right? If you have a business or investment fund with 20, 50, hundreds of investors, that can change. So it would be too difficult to go back to the secretary of state every time you added or subtracted a member. So most states will just require to provide the info for the registered agent or the manager, but in the case of the IRA, the manager is generally you, right? So you may not want people to know that. That's why there's a movement to form in states like Wyoming, Nevada, South Dakota, uh, Delaware, South Dakota, to some degree as well. Third and final question is from YouTube. And this person wants to know, I took a 60-day IRA in-kind distribution and missed the 60-day deadline. What can I do to prevent tax and penalties on the money I took from my IRA? So the IRS is pretty strict on the 60-day, right? You can, every 12 months or every year, you could, whether it's cash or property, you can take it, use it but you need to return the asset you took, whether it's cash for cash, property for property. So if you took stock, return the stock, took cryptos, return the cryptos, took cash, return the cash, within 60 days, tax-free penalty for use of that money. Now you can only do that once every 12 months, okay? So what happens if you screw up? What are your options? Well, the IRS gives you some options. There's basically three ways to obtain a waiver of the 60-day rule. You can qualify for an automatic waiver, you can self-certify that okay, you satisfy the requirements, or you can receive request a private letter ruling, which is like going to cost you around 15K plus lawyer fees. So it's generally not a viable option. So let's talk about the automatic waiver because that's at least more reasonable. Um, there's several of them. These are them. The financial institution receives the funds um, on your behalf uh, at the end of the 60-day rollover period. You followed all the procedures by the financial institution and they screwed up. The funds aren't deposited into a plan or IRA within 60 days because the financial institution screwed up. The funds are deposited in a plan or IRA when within a year from the beginning of the 60 day rollover period. Okay, so it seems like the IRA funds are deposited into a plan or IRA within one year from the beginning of the 60 day rollover period. So they're giving you a one year automatic waiver, which is interesting. Uh, it would have been a valid rollover if the financial institution actually deposited the funds on time. If you don't qualify for any of those rollovers, then you have to self-certify. Self-certify, there's revenue procedures based on 2020-46. And here are some self-certification conditions. So you, you 
can never have been denied by the IRS. Um, reasons for missing the deadline. An error is committed by the financial institution. The distribution was made in a check and was misplaced. The distribution was deposited into and remained in the account that the taxpayer mistakenly thought was an eligible retirement account. See, it was deposited but in the wrong place. The taxpayer's principal resident was severely damaged. A member of the taxpayer family died. If ta a taxpayer or member of the taxpayer family was seriously ill. The taxpayer was incarcerated. Restrictions were imposed by a foreign country. Postal error occurred. Distribution was made from an account of a levy. And the party making the distribution for which the rollover related delayed provided information that uh, caused the delay. The distribution was made to a state unclaimed property fund. Okay, so that's how you self certify. Um, you got to satisfy some of those conditions, or you can get an automatic waiver. Um, but you know, if you don't satisfy any of those conditions, it's going to be tough um, because getting a private letter ruling would be super expensive. And uh, the IRS are pretty strict on these rules. They want to make sure people keep within um, that 60 days. Um, so the automatic rollover is something that most people try to get. Um, and uh, you know, the, the one year threshold is an option. Um, so there are options, right? Most people generally don't hold the 60 days longer uh, on purpose. There's generally a screw up, you know, check doesn't get deposited or financial institutions send you the wrong info or things like that. So it's not lost. There is hope, but you, you got to act quick, certainly within the year, if you see that you're screwing up. Um, but that's why it's important to work with experts. You want to make sure that you understand these rules. Because if you don't self-certify and you can't get an automatic waiver, you're going to be subject to tax and a 10% penalty if you're under 59 and a half, if you screw up. So it's, it's super important that you understand these rules and you stay within that 60 days. That's it. Another add me on the bag. Hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks for Jeremiah, Jenny, and to the individual for YouTube for submitting these great questions. Really appreciate it. Um, hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, thumbs up, appreciate it. Um, that's it. So you guys um, have a great week. Hopefully I see everyone again next Thursday or at least, at least connect via podcast. And uh, that's it. Appreciate the support. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And ciao. Take care.